0: Welcome to Stranger Stopping Strangers, podcast number 31. Thank you so much for tuning in. A big welcome back to anybody who's returning, and thanks for stopping in to anybody who's new this week. So this week's podcast, I get to talk to Connor Bradley, and Connor is what I call a 21st century deadhead. He is 20 years old and so full of love for the music and the community and his friends and experiences as anyone that I've talked to. And, you know, it's really what Stranger Stopping Strangers is all about, you know, a chance to meet people from all ages and walks of life and and hear how we all fit together. So I just had so much fun meeting him and uh, listening to his stories and hearing his music picks. We start off with you know childhood and early introduction to the music with his dad and his first show, and we uh, play a little dark store orchestra, which is a first for Stranger Stopping Strangers, and end with a Broken Down Palace, which is, uh, in Connor's opinion, how all great shows should end. And uh, on a technical note, I want to say about midway through the conversation, uh, the line gets a bit echoey. And I'm beginning to realize on my quest for high recording quality that, you know, it's just going to vary from podcast to podcast based on what device the caller speaking on. Just wanted to mention that uh, ahead of time. And um, thanks for bearing with the echo. And uh, thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy. We'll catch you next week.
1: Welcome to Stranger Stopping Strangers.
2: Hello. How are you?
1: I am good. I'm good. How are you?
2: Very good. We're snowed in today. (laughs) We are snowed
1: in. Snowed so hard that the roof caved in day, huh?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I was listening to a version of that earlier, and – I uh I, I yelled a little bit when that line came on. My mom got scared.
1: <laughs> yeah, no it's uh, it's, uh, it's a snowy day out here in the northeast, but uh I I mean yeah. I'm enjoying the the quiet of it all. They get to tape this podcast, so there's a win.
2: Yeah, no, definitely definitely uh finally got down to doing it.
1: Perfect.
2: I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited to, to talk
1: well, lots of weather in the in the the Grateful Deads catalog. When I talk to Rob Rossman, I feel like his whole podcast we kept talking about the weather. So, um it's
2: uh, Bob Weir controls
1: the weather, isn't they say that sound like that? Absolutely. No, Bob Bob Weir <laughs> does control the weather and he wants us to be snowed in and making this podcast right now. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby.
2: Yes, thank you
1: as always, Bob. Well, so this is so fun. I haven't had what I call a 21st century deadhead on in the a while. There's a couple guys that I've talked to, and uh, and I and I love it. It's it's so fun. So I mean, so tell everyone a little bit. I mean, you are you you are a, a young man to be uh, to be so digging this this community. You're a 21st century deadhead, and uh, yeah, how old are you? I'm 20. You're 20. Okay. So, I yeah, mean, I just think 21 this, in April. 21 in April. You get to have your first drink in April. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Always
2: drink anything before No, oh, no.
1: You got to I'm sure I'm sure you're you're um I'm sure you're as clean as the driven snow out there. Uh <laughs> In the northeast. So, yeah, so I mean this is this is really fun, um, because you know it's it's all about the community and 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 everyone and uh, and I love that you know that we got to meet and that we're talking, and uh I mean, if it wasn't for our connection and our love for the community and the music, you know we wouldn't have met, so stranger stopping stranger exactly stopping is that's
2: definitely like something that I definitely love about this whole thing is that everywhere you go is like you see someone that you have seen before, whether it be. On the west coast, on the east coast, you've seen that person. You can connect with them like it's like you you've been childhood friends with them forever. And it's just so unique how like we can just meet or even meeting random people at somewhere and just being able to connect with them like we're best long lost best friends. It's just like a feeling that will never like uh, get old. I guess.
1: I don't think so. I mean, I I uh, I could I could be your mother without it really being like um you know a scandalous story. <laughs> At all, (laughs) I could be your mother and it could be like, you know, like pretty normal, normal stuff. So, um, it's still not old to me. So, you know, I'd say you got a good 25 years uh, to go and, uh, it's still cool or 23 years. (laughs) It hasn't worked off.
2: Yeah, right. Right off. No, it's not that. It's
1: definitely crazy. Well, so tell me a little bit about, you know, we talked a little bit before, but you know, how, like, you know where it resonates tell me about the beginning like you know your your early experiences and uh and how you came to uh came to love the music
2: so like um I remember like when we when I was a little kid like my dad like my dad has taught me so much music everything I know about music is from my dad like without a doubt I can't even bring any any credit on to like myself and uh he always had like these crazy mix CDs in his car and like they had the craziest stuff on it like Stuff that you would never imagine being paired up with each other like it always just, like, seemed to work out in like the best way possible and uh one of those songs on there was uh ripple the studio version from american beauty and uh i remember it specifically being on a a, a, a disc with uh, um taxi by harry chapin i was telling you a little bit about this because i thought this was funny um i remember like asking him one day like after ripple like who, who sang that Who's saying that and like I guess he said The Grateful Dead, but, like, I guess another time I'd asked him about uh, the Harry Chapin song. So for the longest time in my life, I had gotten it confused, and I always thought that uh, that Ripple was was sung by Harry Chapin, which is kind of funny. Oh, but yeah, I well, wasn't. that is, well, I so mean, the,
1: but, I mean uh, it, it is, but, like, it's, uh, they're, they're both, I mean, Terry Chapin makes such great music, too. I mean, it's good competent being be, be in, for sure.
2: Oh, yeah, exactly, without a doubt. A very good storyteller, and definitely, like, that would be kind of a cool collaboration. Like, thinking about it now, like, if, like, the dead and left Chaper Chapin had never gone on stage together, or, like, maybe even crossed paths. Like, I wonder, like, what would have come out of that?
1: Oh, Totally. I always think about those kind of stuff, for sure. Um, so, you, so you're so you a kid, and you're listening to, like, all of, like, the greatest music at the time, and now, like, you hear Ripple, and it just does it, it brings you back to that time?
2: Yeah, so it definitely brings you back to, like, being a child and, like run, like, rolling around, like... Or, like, wherever we were going baseball games or like wherever me and my dad my dad always taking me on like road trips when he was going on road trips for work and like just like hearing music and like "Ripples." That now definitely the song where i think about i think about like going on like those trips in the car and like just like seeing like, all sorts of different crazy stuff that we used to see together like in the car
1: that is so cool, well, I mean that is a hashtag successful parenting for sure i mean i'm I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm, kicking, I'm kicking away at it uh my my kids you know they're they're obviously forced to listen to uh to the music, but uh they they have an affinity for some pop music, so we sort of we rotate but i'm I'm really hoping it, it you know it sinks in and and i mean I'd be so happy to. You know, as a mom, have my kids be telling a similar story, you know, 10 years down the road. So that just makes my heart smile. It makes me so happy to hear that. Yeah, and it's uh,
2: definitely, like, I feel like it happened subconsciously because I always, like, like different music. And then, like, one day, like, I just remember, I was like, holy shit, this Grateful Dead stuff's amazing.
1: So <laughs> you then, used to argue the music, too. Like, were you – so this wasn't, like, it was – this was uh, counterintuitive to you as a kid. Like, there was other stuff that you wanted to hear, too? Oh, yeah, without a
2: doubt. Like, there was definitely – Cause like the thing is, is like you always want to listen to the stuff that like your friends are listening to at school, you know what I mean? Like and like none, I'm sure none of my friends when we were six years old, seven years old were listening to Ripple by the Grateful Dead or Taxi by Harry Chapin, you know? So, oh no like, way! Yeah, totally. Like, so like you had to you had to have a balance in there where you were listening to like whatever Black Eyed Peas or whoever was big at that time, like. So. Well, that's that's helpful. No,
1: that makes me feel good. Cause again, I mean, I'm not gonna, I, I'm not gonna throw any shade on any particular bands over on this podcast but i'm not a fan you know of a lot of the stuff that i'm forced to listen to so
3: um
1: here's hoping that it's just a phase and uh that you know my 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 kids will be you know that it's that's slowly seeping in against their uh against their will and uh yeah that's a that's an that's an awesome story i i th- we take turns playing songs and uh the other day, um, this is kind of a, a funny story, then we're going to play some music, so we take turns and there's a comic that I've seen that's pretty funny with the family in the car and the ba- dad chooses the music and you know they're like, ah, oh, it's so long and uh, so that's always my argument to my kids because they've seen that comic that like my songs are so much longer than their songs and we were taking turns and it was um, Help on the Way Slipknot and it was from uh, American Music Hall, 1972 and on that playlist, it stops after Slipknot. It doesn't go into Franklin's Tower. It's a, it's a different <laughs> song. So right towards the end of Slipknot, I, like, scrolled through my list and, like, hit Franklin's Tower. And so now we're, like, you know, nine minutes in. And my daughter's like, it's my turn. And I'm like, it's all the same <laughs> song. You have to wait.
2: That's so, that's so funny because I remember uh, my first Denton Company show. Uh, I was on the floor at Madison Square Garden, and, like, they played Terrapin Station into drums, into space, and then I think it was Morning Dew, and then China Cat Sunflower, I Know You Rider, and like during like this transition jam of China Rider, this guy looks at me and just goes, "Holy shit, is this ever gonna fucking end?" And I <laughs> look at him and I go, "I go, I hope not."
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's one song. It's just one song. Now it's your turn.
2: <laughs> it's so funny though, like seeing like different like people and like. So many people around this guy just enjoying it, and like even though like all his friends were enjoying it. He just looked like he was dragged along, and then maybe hopefully it uh, sunk in with him, and like he realized afterwards, wow, that was really good because <laughs> it definitely was really good.
1: <laughs> totally. Well, my the gig is up in my family. My my kids know that uh, that like the rotation isn't fair. They get their like three minute song, and then I, you know, roll into my seven plus. But you know, hey, I'm hey, it's my yeah. car. It's my it's my radio. It's my choice. So.
2: Exactly. You gotta start rolling out like a thirty-minute dark star or something crazy. Oh.
1: Oh my they'd be like they'd be like at each other's throats halfway through. Well, let's uh, let's oh go in and hear some music. Um, so you chose Ripple as the first song to hear, and um, I mean, it's just such a beautiful song. I feel like it's you know it's so many people's favorite song. And
2: uh... oh, of course, it's the words, and it's just like Jerry's teaching you a lesson. That's like every single time you hear it, no matter what, I can hear that song today and I can hear it tomorrow, and it'll mean two totally different things. And that's what I love so much about the music is that it just, no matter what you're going through, like it always seems like they have something that, uh, that would definitely like help you out.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Well, let's roll into this. And this is the American Beauty. So, I mean, this is, you know, the classic, the original. Um, what was, uh, what was on the song list uh you know 10 oh, 15 years ago and then we're going to come back and hear a little bit about uh some of your first uh live uh show experiences and uh and and go on down the road awesome okay enjoy
4: my words did glow with the gold of sunshine and my tunes were played on the harp of strong. Would you hear my voice come through the music? Would you hold it near as it where you It's a hand-me-down The thoughts are broken Perhaps they're better Left come some I don't know Don't really care Let there be some to fill the air Ripple in Still water When there is no Pebble tossed No wind to Blow, reach out your Hand If your cup Be empty If your cup dawn and the dark of night and if you go no one may follow that path is for your steps alone When there is no pebble tossed Nor wind to low You choose to lead must follow But if you fall, you fall alone If you should stand Then who's to guide you if I knew the way, I would take you home. La da da da. La da 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 La, da, da. La
1: are back now from listening to Ripple. Um again, just such an awesome song. Every time, every day. Every way. <laughs> it's, it's
2: sweeter with age.
1: Sweeter yeah. with age. Absolutely. So let's get on to uh so let's get on, on to you know some of your live experiences. So the the you know, I have the show that, that we picked to play some music from, but um but tell everyone the story. Tell me how you ended up there and um and uh and what went down.
2: All right, so I was actually just texting, like, my, my best friend, Matt. Like, I, we go to all the shows together and everything, and I was talking about, like, my first show, this further show, and I was like, you know, I can't really remember why I went to that show. I just kind of went. Like, um, I don't really remember, like, prior to, like, not really. I never, like, I always liked the Grateful Dead and everything, but, like, I never really, like, listened to them. And so I just thrust myself into it. And that day, anyone that will tell you you talk about Further 2013 at PNC Bank Arts Center, the first thing they said, guarantee, will be the rain. Okay. Every, single person, every single person I've talked to about this show, like, oh, what's your first show? Like, whatever. I'm like, oh, I saw it Further at PNC Bank Arts Center 2013. And they're like, is that the show with the rain? And I was like, yep, that was the show with the rain. So I remember I was at work that day, and my, my job was outside, and, uh, we actually got called off because of the rain. They told us to go home or whatever. And uh, I remember going home and, like, my dad was sitting there and I was like, hey, like, Further's playing at PNC Bank Art Center tonight. It's only 25-minute drive. I was like, do you want to go? And this was, like, probably, like, an hour before the show. And my dad's like, oh, yeah, maybe we'll go. We look online. Ticket prices are, like, sky high for some reason. We're like, oh, maybe we'll just go there and, like, see what's up. Um, I guess my dad didn't want didn't to disappoint me because <laughs> I was asking him to go, to go to a concert with him. And uh, we called my uncle for some reason because my uncle goes to a lot of concerts. And we're like, hey, like, do you have any like, ideas on like how to get tickets or whatever? And he was just like, go on like this website like right before the concert. And we wound up getting tickets for like $30 or something because someone was probably just trying to get rid of them because of the rain. It was torrential downpour. And uh, they were like underneath the balcony, probably about like 40 yards off the stage. Wow. And it was just the most life, life-changing life experience of my entire life. Going there with my dad, it was amazing. We got we got out of the car, and uh, this is such a funny story. My dad, he doesn't even make it prior to the tailgate of the truck. And this guy walks up to him and goes, hey, man, you got any mushrooms? <laughs> and my dad goes, my dad looks at him and, like, I'm there. I'm, like, probably, like, 15, 16 years old. And my dad goes, no, oh man, I don't have any mushrooms. Get out of here. <laughs> and... Uh, like, that's just a funny story, because, like, thinking about it, like, now, like, I was, like, what is going on at this place? Like, this is, like, a legitimate circus. So and I just funny. remember this, uh the venue has these, like, long stairs that you walk up, and, like, you go to, like, the lawn area. And I just remember, like, that was the first time I ever saw, like, the spinners, like, people spinning.
3: Yeah,
2: yeah. I was, like, I was, like, oh, my like It was, like, nothing i ever seen before. But, I mean, I knew at that moment, like, I was, like, it was, like, kind of like the feeling that I get now when I go to a show where, like, you are at the right place at the right time. Like, this is where you're meant to be. And like, that's definitely like something that stuck with me. I just remember like everyone there was so happy and like, it was just like the craziest thing, like such an eye opening experience to see everyone so happy. And like, especially the 2013 was like a hard time because, you know, we had everything going on, like with, uh, with like the recession and all that, like around this area for like people working on wall street and all that. And like, so many people, like, so many friends, families, and everything were, like, so down. And we seeing like, so many happy people, like, in one place. is was just, like, such a crazy, crazy experience from really when I was so young. And uh, I just remember the music was just so good. And the eyes of the world just absolutely changed my life. Uh, I, like, it was, like, like I said before, like, I never really listened to them. So, like, I was kind of going into this blind. And just, the eyes of the world came on. I just remember everyone went nuts. And everyone just started smiling ear to ear, and it was just, like, the most beautiful thing, like, looking around and, like, seeing so many people, like I said before, so happy for, like, this song, and, like, it's just, like, wow, like, and the thing is, it means something different to every single person there, but everyone's just happy about it, like, no matter what, and it's just something so crazy that, like, that can happen.
1: Yeah, eyes of the world, again, that's, a, that's, like a, that's a winner every time. I mean, I, uh, I remember when I, you know, was thinking about starting the podcast and I was going to have uniform questions for people and, um, you know, it kind of evolved into something else. But, um, one of the questions that I had kicked around was, you know, what's your bathroom break song? Which, you know, is kind of ultimately a negative question. So, you know, I haven't asked it. But um, I bring that up because, I mean, Eyes of the World, everyone's happy to hear Eyes of the World. I mean, I just can't imagine Eyes of the World is anybody's bathroom break song, you know. And, I, and I'm not going to mention any that might be, but um, but everyone is so happy to hear that every time. I mean, it, it is. It, it, I don't know. It's one of those songs that I just haven't ever met anyone that just doesn't, you know, dig it on so many levels.
2: Exactly. If I went to 10 shows in a row and they played Eyes of the World 10 shows in a row, I would not complain. I'd be just as happy every single damn time if I heard that song.
1: Oh, absolutely. I totally agree. I think, like, I don't know, maybe Jack Straw's up there with me with that, Terrapin, Eyes of the World. I don't know. There's just some songs that are just, um, I don't know, they seem to just, you know, transcend everybody's taste, you know, like. You know, like maybe again, like maybe some people are more into like a truckin', and other people are more into a a Peggy or you know, like the ballads and exactly know, campier songs. But it's like it's, it's, so it's not either.
2: Yeah, it's just so amazing how like, they have so many songs. And like, I mean, I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at a like, postcard right now that I have, and so 36,534 different songs, or like I guess songs that played throughout their career, which is just amazing. Um, and every single song just means something totally different to each person. And I just think it's so beautiful how like music is just so can just reach that many people.
3: Absolutely, Like nothing
2: I've ever seen before. Like I've, I've loved a lot of music before, but like once I started to get into this, it was just like a total different world of music. Like I could not believe like anything and for it to be going on for so many years, it just, it really definitely is like a testament to like what's going on here. People can say what they want about it, but like it's definitely something that has withstood the test of time. I mean, I have friends that have been seeing this band since 1970. It's like the, and it's just crazy. Like people have given literally their entire life basically to this. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well the fact that you and I are talking is a clear indication that um you know, that it's uh that that, that, that we have new 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 listeners and you know, new new deadheads in every generation and um and and, and that's you know, that's everything, you know, in terms of just like family and, and community and you know, you can't have a community and a family without having, you know, multiple generations of it and um I think the deadhead is a community and it is a family, so it's uh, to have new generations and old generations and everybody be friends and together. Um, you know, that's to me the best kind of community.
2: Um, yeah, it's funny though because like the the friend that I was thinking of when I said that we were at uh, we saw Bobby we were at the Tower Theater together and the, the usher there the girl looked at him and like he walks past her and she goes Wow, you must be like the original fan of these guys <laughs> and he looked at her and was just, like basically yeah I've coming for you know forty five Almost fifty years, you know it's just it's something totally crazy,
1: yeah well, it's a beautiful thought of you guys like walking down together too, you know like that's uh, again that's everything well let's let's go in and play um eyes of the world i wanna I wanna hear this version I mean, one thing that's fun about this podcast is I get to hear so much music that you know I wouldn't have heard you know from further or from. You know Phil and friends or you know it's clearly even the Grateful Dead, I mean there was i can't I don't have the statistic you just threw out, but a shitload of songs, and I have not heard all of them by a long stretch so when uh um, yeah,
2: this is absolutely of the perfect version of eyes of the world that I've ever seen live still to this day uh John Castick sings it uh and I think that he's an absolutely he's phenomenal, everything he does you you listen to him, whether it's a solo band or whether it's with Further or whatever. I mean, I know he uh, he was the one who started Dark Soul Orchestra back in the 90s. Yeah. And uh, I guess when he left and did his stuff with Further, and now he's back on the road, like, hitting it with uh, John Cadillacic's band. I saw them not too long ago, last April, I believe, and it was an absolutely phenomenal show. Um, and I, I love when he plays with Phil and Friends because I feel like him and Phil definitely have something together. I guess it is going from playing three years, being on the road for three years with each other with Further and everything, but now, like, when they come back, it's, like, they look like they're having so much fun up there, and uh, it's definitely, like, it's like old buddies, you know, like, coming back and playing, getting to jam again.
1: Absolutely. So cool. Absolutely. Well, right on. Well, let's go in and play this. So this is from, you you introduced the song. July 12,
2: 2013, Further, Eyes of the World. Uh, the moment that I guess changed my life forever.
1: Right on. Well, everybody enjoy, and then we'll be back with a couple more songs and a couple more stories. to Eyes of the World and uh, yeah, it's uh, again, I'm sure everybody has a gigantic smile on their face just from listening to the music <laughs> like they did that day. So
0: Without let's doubt, go a little bit, d-
1: yeah, let's go a little bit down the road. So I mean, so you have like, you know, you have a, a community of like a, a group of friends that you've met through this and we've talked a little bit about it. Um, so, you know, and going to shows together. So, you know, tell me a little bit about, uh, you know, what what's going on with the with
2: your crew. All right, so I have, like, like I try to say, like, my six, well, I have my three or four best friends. And my boy, Adam, uh, my best friend we all met, and then our friend, our other, like, really, really good friend, Dylan. And uh, we had this group chat. And uh, our friend, Adam, is funny because, so, like, he really, really loves fish. <laughs> and uh, he's, like, whenever we say something about, like, Gary or, like, whatever, he'll be like, no, 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 you got to listen to this fish show. So we actually named the group chat uh, Jerry, and then it's like a greater than sign, and it says Trey afterwards.
1: <laughs> so, Aww. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I totally agree, but you know, again, uh, that's that's, I, I, you know, I don't know. I can't the 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 dead and the fish connection. I mean, both great. You know, the fish is a great band and a jam band band, and you know, I, I get the commonality with that and the timing, and you know, kind of when they started touring up and got real, you know, hot out there after Jerry died, but. I just um, I can't categorically put them as the same, you know. I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I oh, can't, I can't I mean, do it. I'm staring
2: it. at a fish poster right now on my wall. I love fish. <laughs> uh, but, uh,
1: but it's still not the same. Are,
2: the lyrics, like apples, right? I mean, apples and oranges. Apples and oranges.
1: Okay, there you go. <laughs> it's,
2: it's like the perfect balance. Uh, I'll explain to you like this. So, someone else had like put this notion in my head, and like I just it. I built built upon it, where. Uh, my buddy Gene, he's been seeing Fish since like 1994 or something crazy. He's seen them over 170 something times, like some ridiculous number of times. And he was like, The thing about the dead and Fish was the dead always taught me a lesson, whereas, uh, and like made me like want to grow, you know? Uh-huh. And fish is, fish is a very playful band. Like, they're very silly. Like, you go up there, like, you see them and like they're all having fun. Like, they're laughing, they're smiling, like on stage, like interacting with the crowd a little bit. And uh he always thought of it as he was able to pull like uh I guess elements of his childhood out of fish. Okay. So like, he could go back to that and be, like, it was like it was like more playful scene for him and like stuff like that. I mean and to me like thinking about it now it's, like the most perfect balance. Like 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 I guess that's how it works out for like different people, but like it's just like the perfect balance of like like he said, like you listen to then you're gonna learn a lesson where if you listen to fish, you're gonna have some fun, you're gonna you know, you're gonna bob your head a little bit, and it's gonna be a good time. I don't really listen to Fish for the lyrics. <laughs> I listen to Fish because they they jam really hard.
1: <laughs> well, I gotta go see a live show. I mean, I think that that's really gonna make the difference because I've heard, you know, similar to the Dead that again, the, the live show and the people and the interaction is kind of where the magic's at. So I think not ever seeing a live show and and you know, kind of being of the, you know, like the, the Dead, the catalog. I mean, that's that's what I know. Um but I'm, I'm I'm totally open to, you know, digging more bands. I mean, there's always room in your heart to to love more music, whatever it is. So, I you got know, you got
2: 13 chances to see him this summer in Madison Square Garden. You should definitely uh you should definitely do it.
1: Yeah, I I, I would like to. I really would, cuz I think that like if I go and I see him it's going to make the difference, but you know, and and at least, you know, it, it might as well, you know. I got to try, you know. Got to exactly. try everything. There's, there's, there's plenty, try. plenty of room and everybody's like heart for lots of music and uh so when I say I don't get fish I don't mean it in a shady negative way it's more in a I haven't experienced it the way other people have I didn't
2: I did not get fish until the second time I saw them which was last December and I walked into that concert and I was like wow this band is amazing (laughs) they're just completely like I said it's apples and oranges I mean you can't really compare the two
1: well, I'm on board for it. I'm uh, absolutely. I'm I'm open to anything. Up for anything. So, um Well, have we
2: we'll, maybe we'll plan a date. and We'll go
1: together. That sounds good. Yeah, you can you can indoctrinate me into it. And you'll be over 21, so we could even have a drink.
2: Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I know a couple bartenders in New York City. I think I would have been fine either either way. <laughs> uh,
1: okay.
2: No, I'm just teasing.
1: So tell me about so tell so tell me about the Dead and Company. Talking about you know like bands and things and things are going on because the next show that you picked was from Dead and Company. So tell me a little bit about you know your your experiences with uh, with those shows and, and and how you feel about that.
2: So Dead and Company is definitely something that's special to me because Dead and Company is like the first band that I've ever actually got out there on the road with. Okay. Um, we, I guess, reached a point in 2015 where fairly Well happened, and no one really knew what was going to happen. Was that it? Was it not it? And uh I just remember I was at work, and I got, like, a notification on my phone, Dead and Company, uh Halloween, Madison Square Garden, I was like, I'm there, absolutely there. And, I mean, I, like, I remember I saw John Mayer's name, I was like, no way, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. John Mayer was, like, with Bob Weir and Bill Troisman, and... And Mickey Hart, I was like, I can't believe this. This is insane. And uh I was always like, I wasn't the biggest John Mayer fan. But then, I mean, I saw him, and it was just like, the guy absolutely is amazing.
4: He's the That's
2: the only word that I can think of when I think about John Mayer playing with Dead and company is amazing, because he, he truly is.
1: I agree. No. No, no, no disagreements out of me. I mean, he's no doubtedly a talented musician. I mean, and always has been, and it has always, yeah, you know, again, had a, a lot of talent and the different musical styles that he's played with. You know, some appeal to to some, and not as much to others. But I think you know, getting to getting to work with him and getting to you know to be a part of it. Um, I mean, he it just brings so much energy and and so much so much fun and so much um, just. Yeah, I mean just uh just an amazing musician. Uh and in addition to all of that, so I totally agree. Yeah,
2: absolutely it has blown me away in the I think six or seven times I've seen them. And uh but like I was saying, like it's the first band that we've actually like really hit the road for and like get my get my buddies together and we're like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna go to these shows, whatever. And I think Fall Tour we wound up seeing four shows in a week. Wow. Um we went I went to uh, Madison Square Garden both nights and then we went from Philadelphia, which is what the Here Comes Sunshine is uh, from, and then we landed driving down to Washington D.C. the next day uh, wow. from Philadelphia. That was just, that was an that was an experience in itself. <laughs>
1: right on. So, no, I I saw them in Worcester at the center, and it's kind of like one of those like serendipitous moments to me. Like as I'm sitting here doing this podcast with you, and we mentioned we're snowed in, and I'm snowed in in Worcester. I'm, I'm not home, and uh and the hotel that I'm staying at is the same hotel that I stayed at in Worcester when I saw them at the DCU Center in November, uh-huh. like same time. And it's funny because I really didn't see a lot of music, you know, in, in a 20-year span. I mean, I kind of took a bit of a of a time out with work and kids and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so I this was really kind of a, a welcome back. And walking into this hotel, and I was thinking about this when I pulled in. I didn't realize it was the same hotel. Walking into the hotel and just the smell, just the smell of like the patchouli and and the and the weed and like just the sweet the people and you know it's it's that kind of winter you know so everyone's like a little bit musky and you know it's it's November yeah, rainy no, not night. Not yeah, but this is just at the hotel. Like I walk <laughs> into this courtyard Marriott, you know, and like the smell overwhelms me of like just that like pre gaming, you know, like indoor, you know thing yeah, and, that's
2: way too funny. and it
1: and i was like i was like i felt like i was home again you know like just walking into this courtyard marriott in worcester and just being like oh my god i miss this so much i mean before it's funny I
2: because the, I, I feel like if you were to say like the smell to any any deadhead everyone knows exactly the, like the exact smell that you're talking about <laughs> yeah
1: it's just like this musky little patchouli little weed little sweat you know like I don't know. It's just this smell, and I like walked into this courtyard, Worcester, and and it's where I'm right now. And I was so happy when I was like, oh, this place!" Like, it was a place that kind of brought me home, you know. And then we went to the con you know, we did the show up from here, and then we got like lost afterwards and whatever. But um, yeah, no. So it's 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 like but one you of those. know how it goes down, weather. right? Oh yeah, we got lost. I, but, you know, we made it. That's all that matters. We made it back. It's kind of sketchy and yeah. like dark and wood you know Worcester in November and the rain and. <laughs> yeah, But, you know, it was super fun. No, that was like an absolute, you know, that was just, that was like a, I'd like to say I'm almost like a born again. Like that was kind of a born again moment for me because it's not that I lost my way, you know, in terms of like my musical taste or, or, or belonging to the community. But, you know, sometimes light, like life takes you on different paths and you just, you know, it's like the ripple, you know, you just, you go down your, your path that you're going on. And coming back to seeing Dead and Company in Worcester here was, yeah, it was, like, a, a re of coming home, and it was so cool.
2: Yeah, you know, it's funny you say that, because I've literally heard that, like, the exact story from, like, so many people that had seen, obviously, with Jerry and all that, and, like, a lot of, like, the older fans are, like, now coming around, like, they've been, like, I guess the like, people have had time to settle out from everything, and a lot of people are, like, definitely digging digging dead company, which makes me happy, because, like, that also, like, brings, like, I like the older people who, like, the younger kids can now, like, we can start to, like, learn from and, like, learn different things and tricks and how to tour and, like, all that kind of stuff. But I I know, like, I know, like, a lot of, like, the older people uh, that have been saying, like, oh, like, Denning Company, like, I haven't listened to this, like, I haven't been going to shows in 10 years and I saw Denning Company and, oh, I'm taking off of work and I'm I'm making my schedule around going to see concerts now all over again. So, like, it's definitely, like, something that makes, like, the younger kids feel good, too, because, like, now, like, we understand, like, how, like, the community, like, builds itself up.
1: Absolutely, and I am definitely one of those people, and I have to say, um, 20 years. <laughs> it was 20 years, this is a long yeah, break. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was 20 years from 95 to 2015, but, but, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of people like me. I mean, it really wasn't, a, I mean, I'm sure there's, I mean, everyone's different, and everyone's story's different. I mean, I don't, really feel like it was a conscious decision as much as, you know, when you're, you know, say in your 20s and then, you know, you you get married, you start your career, you have a couple kids, you move around, Mm -hmm. like, I don't even feel like it was some sort of like conscious decision, like I'm going to stop seeing live music after Jerry died. I think, you know, you know, again, you kind of like settle into your life and you don't have as much opportunity to go do that. And then, you know, and now it's like all like there's just been this like great, burst in the scene, and and I think the people of my generation were a little more settled into our careers, and our children are a little older, and we can do that now, so um, I think there's probably a few stories out there like mine, you know, it wasn't conscious, it was more situational.
2: Yeah, no, it's definitely something that's crazy, um, but like I feel like, I, like I said, I've like definitely heard that story from so many people. Um, and I know, I know my one buddy Mason who runs the, uh, you know the From the Lot Instagram where like, he puts like all these like, different shirts and everything like that. Oh yeah. Um, he like the, actually the version of Sunshine that I picked out from Denim Company Philly, he told me like that, that song brought me out of my 20 year drought. Like I heard that and I was just like so amazed and like i I just wanted to hear more.
1: Right on. Well, let's play it. Now I want to hear it. I want to hear, It's one of my favorite songs, and I have heard that a Company play it, but I, I heard them play it at SPAC, but I have not heard this version, so I am going to hear it. No, it's
2: it. definitely different than the other ones, I believe.
1: They actually, it was
2: the show opener, and uh, it was acapella. They opened up with, like, the first couple lines that were acapella, and I just remember the lights were down, and all of a sudden, boom, just getting blasted with these crazy yellow lights. And, uh, and it's like right in the face. Like I was, I was second level, but I was like directly on the stage. And uh, there was this guy next to me. I guess his buddy was more of a deadhead than he was. And he was like, uh, he was like, "What is this? What is this?" And I was like, "Here comes sunshine." And he was, he was like, "Oh my god, this is one of the most amazing things I've ever heard." And I was like, "You're not wrong." <laughs> right on.
1: Well, I love this song. I I remember reading somewhere that this was. Uh, the Wake of the Flood, and this song in particular was uh, the John Lennon's uh, favorite, and it has a it has like a George Harrison John Lennon, it has like a, a Beatles element to me. Um, like there's some sort of inspiration pulled from the Beatles with this song, and um, I mean, again, who doesn't love the Beatles? So um, that's always that's kind of my I don't know my yeah, feeling no, on that's it. That's, uh... Right on. No, well, let's hear it, and then we are going to come back, and we have. A couple more stories and a couple more songs. So everybody enjoy Here Comes Sunshine, Dead and Company playing in Philadelphia on November 15th? Yeah. 5th. November 5th. November 5th on 2015. So enjoy. <laughs> Listening to "Here Comes Sunshine" and uh, and so you you know you've been like jamming and seeing as much music as you can since uh, since you started. So uh, so you picked out another really fun experience with your friends and show and uh, tell everyone a little bit about why we uh, why you picked this next uh, this next show and the story behind it.
2: So I think this is definitely pride. Is, is this a Stranger it Stopping Strangers first to hear Dark Star Orchestra? It
1: is a Stranger Stopping Strangers first for Dark Star Orchestra. So welcome, so, Dark Star Orchestra. Welcome to the podcast. Yay.
2: That makes me so happy because I love these guys so much. They are the best. They are the greatest. <laughs> um, so this is um, the night before Thanksgiving this year. Yeah, this year. Uh, well, last year, I guess, right? technically, right?
1: Right, yeah. Um, Calendar. So we were, we had
2: seen, or we were seeing Joe Russo's almost dead, like, I guess, this was Wednesday night, so that, the next Saturday night, we were going to see Joe Russo's almost dead. Dark show workers was playing in uh, in, in Pennsylvania. We, we live in New Jersey, my mom buddy goes from Pennsylvania, so we're like, God, I mean, I you know, might as well just go, go for the ride and see where it takes us. So um, we had, I remember my one friend came, picking up at my house, my friend Dylan, and, uh, we were going to Jim Thorpe, Pennsylvania, <laughs> which is like literally the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania in the mountains. And the venue was, uh, Penns Peak. And I mean, if anyone's ever been to Penns Peak, it is just like, it's probably the coolest venue I've ever been to. It's actually a ski lodge on top of a mountain. Yeah. So it was like, it was definitely a lot of fun. And, uh, they, a lot of, it sucks because, I vend. I have a t-shirt company and everything, but a lot of venues, a lot of venues don't let you vend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Penn State is one of like the few in the area that actually let lets us vend, and uh, they they set it up for us perfectly, and uh, they kind of like, they, keep, they keep it orderly. Uh, this is actually also the first time at a concert. I just have a ticket to get in, and it was sold out. And the security guard um, was like, "Hey, I just saw someone selling a ticket down there." Uh, go get it, and I was just like, "What?" And like, I ran down, and like, lady had a ticket so I got a ticket and got into the show, but um, the show was crazy. Um, what happened was, we didn't get there late, but I was looking for a ticket, and the line they were letting like one person in at a time, and this line was like wrapped around the building. It was the most ridiculous thing ever. It was the slowest process ever, and uh, I had actually gotten into the show a little bit late, <laughs> but I remember I was listening to a show earlier in the day and uh Might as well came on and uh it was just like the perfect song that I wanted to hear like that day. Like I was like just like out of school and like I needed to I was on the way home to get ready for the show and everything and the song just made me so happy because you know you might as well. And that's basically what I was doing that night. I was might as well just go to the show and go have some fun in little North Pennsylvania the night before Thanksgiving. And uh so I Come to the show late, probably like halfway through the first set, and it was a great show. But the second set, they came on and they opened up. It might as well. And it was just like, the, yeah, it was just like the perfect moment, and it just, it just, like stuck with me. It was definitely something that like I needed to like, hear at that moment in time. And never had such a good time in my life. I mean, my friends I can tell you that were there can tell you probably never had such a good time in our life. It was a very very crazy time, and uh, we. Uh, wound up driving home and through the mountains of Pennsylvania and just like listening to all crazy tapes of Dead and it was such a memorable night that I'll I'll never forget for the rest of my life for sure
1: well that is awesome that is that oh those are so that's I mean so special and uh I'm excited to hear this I I saw dark I saw it was the same tour um Gosh, it was November. It, it, maybe they came right before they went to Pennsylvania. I saw them in uh, Northampton, Massachusetts. So
2: Every single year. I think that they said it was their 20th time at that venue, and it was the 10th time, There was the 10th year in a row they, they uh, played the night before Thanksgiving there.
1: Oh, that's awesome. And,
2: uh, well,
1: they were I, incredible.
2: Yeah, it was two years prior we were at the Peace Music Festival, and uh, – Someone, like, it's like a Pennsylvania festival. Um and someone was like, oh, have you ever seen Dark Souls orchestra at or Penns Peak? And we're like, no, like, what are you talking about? And they're like, you gotta see Dark Souls orchestra at or Penns Peak. So, two years later, we wound up, uh, wound up seeing them at Penns Peak, and it was just like, everything that these people had told us about, and more. And, uh, they're actually playing there again in May. And, uh, we actually have a camp out planned for after the show. Uh, probably about like 20 people coming. So we're gonna go to the show, and we found a campground, like, Five miles from the venue. We're gonna
1: have a party all night. <laughs> that sounds good. Well, if I uh if I didn't have a full time job and two kids I would uh I'd be I'd be poking around to join that party, but um <laughs> unlikely. I did check the tour and they're coming up to Keene, uh, New Hampshire. So um so I'll see what I can do to to maybe walk. Everyone
2: that needs to see Dark Orchestra. If you are a deadhead, you need to see Dark Orchestra. I don't care what anyone says that they're a rip off, they're this or that. They are
1: the absolutely
2: phenomenal. No,
1: nah, they were so good. I had so much fun. I had such a good time and the best time. So I totally agree with my recent experience in November and would like to go in may and um you know might as well right
2: <laughs> exactly i think I'd, they i've seen them the most out of any dead related band i think i've ever seen and they're playing like three new jersey dates in may and we're going to hit all of those and hopefully go some other places with our scholarship because they are absolutely phenomenal like i've been saying like i, I cannot preach them enough <laughs>
1: fantastic well, let's hear it. Let's hear it. This is the very first for Strangers Stopping Strangers podcast. We've done, you know, further and Phil and Friends and Dead and Company and, you know, obviously lots and lots of good old Grateful Dead. But welcome to the podcast, Dark Star Orchestra. I'm always excited to yeah. play, you know, everything. So we had. um So let's do it. So we they were going to roll into November. Uh, why don't you call out the stats for this one? This was actually hold on. They
2: played this show. This, I guess everyone knows, like, I guess Dark Arts does a thing where like, they play, they'll play like a dead set. They like, oh, got a yeah. show that the actually played. And uh, this was, I want to say, June the 19th, 1976? Or June the 18th, one of the two days. Um, and might as well to open up the second set. Absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I mean, that's just that's the way you get the house rocking if you're gonna open up the second set in my opinion. And now after seeing it happen, everyone was just going crazy when that happened. Couldn't have called it any better.
1: Right on. Well, let's hear it, and then we're gonna come back and uh, we're gonna say goodbye, and then we have a uh, we have an encore song after that. So uh, the perfect encore. So uh, everybody enjoy, and then uh, we will be back for uh, some some final goodbyes. to have dark star orchestra make its debut on this podcast because um like you and i were just talking i mean they are really good and um and that's that's that that's, uh, i have a big smile it makes me really happy
2: the best, the best the best the best
1: well i'm so glad to have gotten a chance to meet you we we met you know on on twitter and uh messaged and uh and then chatted and talked and uh and I yeah, like I said, in the beginning of the podcast, I haven't had what I call a twenty first century deadhead guest in a while and uh and I hope to have more. I mean, I'd love to have you know your like friends or actually, I have another guy I'm gonna have on in a few weeks that's a West Coast deadhead He's nineteen, so um I'm hoping sure, that becomes, I love to hear that. yeah, i want it I really want it to be, you know, like. You know, I really want this podcast to be a, a sampling of like the parking lot, and 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 I want it to be everyone, and uh, and I love hearing all of the the stories and meeting everyone, and this is this is like really special and awesome to me.
2: Yes, yes. that is it.
1: Uh, Very cool. Well, so we're gonna we're gonna do. I did this once before, and I'm gonna do this again. Um, you know, because there's, there's no rules. Um, it's all for fun. Uh, we're going to say goodbye now, and then I'm going to play one last song, and then, and then you know, do the little closeout. So um, yeah. So we're doing a, you know, closer, encore, how all things should end. So uh, you, you tell us a little bit about this.
2: So this is Broke Down Palace from Dead Set. Uh, my, my buddy Matt, he put me on this one. I mean, I absolutely think out of all the Broke Down Palace's I've heard, uh, it's probably my, whatever, no matter what, my favorite version, my go-to version. Everyone has a go-to version of every song. Uh, and, and this, this Broke Down Palace is just Brent on the organ and Jerry just sounds so, so amazing. Uh, so Broke Down Palace from Dead, 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 Dead Set is, is definitely the top, top top-notch, top-notch version if you're gonna listen to a Broke Down Palace. Uh, I know there's a lot of, a lot of different other versions out there. It's just, I don't know, this one always has sat perfectly with me and, my buddy, me and my buddy, we're, we're, we're chasing Broke Down Palace. Palace. We have not heard it live you yet. You so
1: haven't heard it live just, yet, uh, huh? Have,
2: have, not have not heard, heard it live, live yet, yet. So, so just this just summer like, we're, gonna, you know, we're gonna hopefully make that happen.
1: Well, it's in the catalog with uh, the Dead Company because I I'm I'm I heard it in Spac, right? I mean they they have been playing it, right? Yeah, they did yeah, they play in Spac.
2: I but think really they. Really I remember really I was live streaming that. They played Broke Down Palace and Johnny B. that.
1: That was so much fun, and it's funny, I because. I I think I've mentioned this before on another podcast like way way back but I went down to North Carolina and they didn't do an encore um and you know Bobby got out and talked about you know voting and 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 in totally cool and only at like a dead related show to like people not complain after there's no encore you know and it finished and my girlfriend and i were kind of like you know like <laughs> you no know, you know what's
2: funny though is that i remember the internet freaked out about that the internet hated that you like they not gonna do it's getting company not gonna do an encore all summer long and i was just like they ran out of time man like everyone calmed down oh it was <laughs>
1: such a good <laughs> show yeah and you don't want to complain you know like it was so much fun such a good show we had such a good time and literally being there and walking out in the parking lot, I mean, the Deadheads are so cool and so nice and so happy. Nobody complained. So then you don't feel like being the one complaining. Like, I don't want to be the asshole, you know, like in the parking lot complaining after a totally killer show. So yeah. we kind of, like, grumbled to ourselves for a moment about it and then just, like, let it go.
2: It makes me happy. it actually makes me, thinking about it now, it makes me happier than did was for that night because it, I remember it was the time. Like, that's what happened was, like, I guess they had a curfew. And that was, that their, was first their first ever outdoor venue because uh, yeah, they, they had, had just been playing play the fall tour. Tours, so, like, like, that just shows to me that they were they were jamming a little bit more and they, were, they weren't expecting to be cut off at a certain time. And, you know, shit happens.
1: I did not know the reason until now. I'm so yeah, thrilled to have, yeah. like, the reason. I just – I don't know. I kind of figured it was, you know, maybe, like, Bobby really wanting to, like, you know, make a statement about – you know registering and voting and so I don't know like yeah, I don't know. that was a
2: special night because like this is the whole thing with like I guess the uh it was like right around the time with the gay marriage thing right and I remember like they had a special thing about that and um I guess Bobby then came out and started to like talk about voting which I mean he wound up doing it for the rest of the summer which was really cool and it was definitely something that was memorable to hear like your oh, idol
1: no, no, and everybody well, was then. happy. I mean, you know, as a, a I uh, from a, you know, word on the street at the at the at the pavilion, like nobody was complaining when we left, and um and so yeah. you know, again, I I could quickly you know, quieted down my mind because I didn't want to be the complainer, and um and it was <laughs> so good, you know, like I was like, okay, just you know, exactly. whatever, be grateful for what you got, but to bring back why I brought it up is so then we went to Spac and. That was the next one I saw, and they did a double encore. So I was like, Make, make up for right? Yeah, I was like, All right, I got my do- I got it back in spades. There you go. So, they knew.
2: They knew. I got
1: it all back. So I, uh, I left back feeling um, redeemed for uh, with the double encore, and uh, so it was, it was really good. Not that I needed. It's funny because like do a, a
2: double, double encore, encore is very, very rare. rare. Like, like even like back, back in, the in the day, like really they never really did double encore. So that's, that's like, like weird if they placed a double encore like right, right in the middle of the summer record. tour.
1: <laughs> it was really fun, and and John was just ripping it. You know, per our earlier conversation. So to have him come out and play, Johnny be good. It was, um, you know, it was like a it was very cool. It's like a giant like you know nod to to him, and it was it was. Just what the doctor ordered. It was really fun. Exactly. Well, Connor, we could talk forever. And I – so I'm going to say goodbye for real this time. (laughs) I think we could just, like, make this a three-hour podcast. But um, so much fun. And I'm not going to say, like, goodbye in general because I'm sure we're going to be in touch. And, uh, and everyone, we're going to leave you with this uh, broken-down palace. And uh, this is the sign-off. Boom. So – Thank you and, uh, bye.
2: Bye.
4: Sing me sweet and sweet.